Hello, Hello there. there. Welcome back to Star Wars in a Galaxy. This is episode 37. This is our season 4 finale. We've done it. We've made it through season 4. It's been a long season, but I promise I looked at our schedule. Season 5 is going to go by faster. Um, but yeah, welcome back to Star Wars in a Galaxy, watching all the Star Wars we can get our hands on. I'm Ochi of Vestoon. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna keep this joke going. Every episode I'm just gonna say something oh different. I'm Eli. I'm Jacob. <laughs> and welcome back to uh Star Wars in the Galaxy. So this, these are our retrospective episodes um where we look back over what we've done in the last season of Star Wars in the Galaxy. In this case, watching season one of Star Wars the Clone Wars. We also watched the movie, but we're not gonna talk much about it. Um yeah. Uh Anything else before we get started on this? No, let's hop in. Uh, let's hop season in. Season one of the Clone Wars. Season one of but the Clone Wars. I, I should note, I should note, this is, um, because this is a chronological rewatch, we do have a few episodes from, what, season two and season three. Yes, That have snuck episodes. in that we're going to be, yeah, three episodes that we're going to be talking about. When we're talking about the season, it's it's mainly going to be just the season one episodes, I think, at least for me that I'm also, referring to. We're excluding one episode because hostage crisis the last episode of season one actually falls in line with the events of season three so oh gosh this is so this is gonna be so complicated okay <laughs> it's less complicated than you think remove one put in three and it'll be fine all right um, yeah it's not the end of the world it's yeah the and world. it'll get less complicated going forward as well um <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they do things less out of sequence in the future i don't understand why they would have aired any of the episodes out of order or created them in this way where some of them but they're almost all chronological and then just a few are just kind of it, it's like dave don't Filoni, question I'm, the master man don't question i'm, imagine, the master, I'm imagining dave filoni like like in like ballet slippers just like twirling around like sprinkling <laughs> random episodes like on a table out of a basket and just seeing where they land and saying okay we're gonna slap this one in here put this one there i, I don't know it, it's yeah. confusing to me, it's, but it's, I don't know. It's not the yeah, end of anyway. the world, so yeah, let's it's get good. into it. We're, 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 we're vibing. Uh, anyway, uh, so first we're going to get to our overall thoughts on season one of Star Wars. Not Star Wars in a Galaxy. Star Wars the Clone Wars. Um, <laughs> so yeah, what were, your, uh, what were your overall yeah. impressions of season it was, one? It was a very mixed bag. Um, I would say I'm looking at our, um, we're going to talk about our rankings. We ranked all 24 episodes we've watched so far. Yes. Um, I would say of them all, I'd say like, it's pretty even split. I think half of them are pretty solid and half of them just didn't work for me. Um, okay. and I think it's going to be remedied. That's the thing. Season one of every single Star Wars show is the worst season of, in my opinion, of every single Star Wars show. That's just how it works. They start good and then they get better over time. And then you get your Clone Wars Season 4s and 7s and your Rebel Season 3s and your Mando Season 2s. Um, that's just how they work. They, they, they start with a decent foundation and then they build and they get better. Um, but like some of these episodes, they just didn't work for me. Uh, some of them were extremely solid. Um, and, you know, usually I like focusing more on the things I do like. As opposed to things I don't, but I can't lie. There, there are some that just don't hit me. Okay. But I will um, say the episodes that are good are very good. I'm very like there are about eleven or twelve of these twenty four episodes that I'm like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, all day. Okay. Yeah. Um. 
my overall impressions of the season, it felt my feelings are a little bit paradoxical. One might say, uh, I know that's needlessly, that's a needlessly fancy word, but I feel like on the one hand, I think in a lot of ways, rewatching it, season one was a lot stronger than I remember it. And there were a lot more enjoyable episodes, enjoyable moments. And on the other hand, there were a lot of things that kind of bugged me or didn't quite land in my opinion that I hadn't picked up on before. So I think the high for me the highs were higher and the lows were lower. You're I describing really... me watching the prequels pretty much. <laughs> I'm I'm doing a trivia watch of I was doing a trivia watch of Star Wars. I'm actually done with that now. Um, oh. but uh, yeah, I all eleven movies, twelve movies, not really because Clone Wars didn't really count, but because I didn't feel the same. But anyway, of the eleven Star Wars like uh, live action movies, I appreciated every single one of them more. But then, with, specifically with the prequels, I'm like, that's pretty cool. That's not. That's pretty great. Oh, that kind of sucked. No, I totally get that. There's some things that you rewatch and you're just like, yeah, I vibe with that. And then there's some that you're just like, okay, that happened. I wish that didn't happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, in for me, I thought that there were a lot of episodes that I really enjoyed more than I remembered, you know, I really loved yeah. the malevolence arc. I loved ambush. I absolutely, I, Can I you dug. save a little bit of that for the ranking stuff. Yeah, yeah, I will. I'm just saying I, I dug a lot of these episodes. Okay. I won't get too specific then. I thought that a lot of the messages and the, the moral, the kind of, kind of a lot of the moral themes and the messages were a lot deeper than I remembered. And I really liked that. They gave me a lot to think about on this rewatch. On the other hand, a lot of the animation was way choppier than I remembered. Uh, there were a few episodes in particular, and I'll get into that in a bit, that were uh, kind of serious offenders in this regard. But yeah, overall, it was, uh, overall the season I think was stronger than I, than I remembered it to be. In fairness, this, you know, this show is now 13 years old. Um, we gotta like, you know, give it some time. You know, it's probably not aging the best, but like still. Um, yeah. I'm and I I'm specifically talking season one of the show, thirteen years old. Yeah, which is crazy to say, but okay. Um, here we go. So let's get onto the ranking, shall we? Let's do it. How do you? I'll want go to, first. How do you want to do this? Um, just gonna go I'm gonna list? go bottom to top. Um. Okay. Are you gonna okay. comment or are you just gonna? I'll talk. I'll comment after. I'll just read the ranking, then I'll talk about some stuff. Okay, Number yeah. twenty-four, Dooku captured. Number twenty-three, downfall of a droid. Number twenty-two, duel of the droid. Number twenty-one, the Gungan general. Number twenty, cat and mouse. Number nineteen, Jedi crash. Number eighteen, mystery of a thousand moons. Number 17, Cloak of Darkness. Number 16, Defenders of Peace. Number 15, Blue Shadow Virus. Number 14, The Hidden Enemy. Number 13, Bombad Jedi. Number 12, Supply Lines. Number 11, Shadow of Malevolence. Number 10, Destroy Malevolence. Number 9, Rising Malevolence. Number 8, Storm over Ryloth. Number seven, Liberty on Ryloth. Number six, Innocence of Ryloth. Number five, Trespass. Number four, Clone Cadets. 
number three, Lair of Grievous, number two, Rookies, and in a surprise to absolutely no one, number one, Ambush. My list, my ranking of uh, the Clone Wars goes like this. We have uh, number 24, Downfall of a Droid. Number 23, Duel of the Droids. Number 22, Cloak of Darkness. Number 21, the Gungan General. 20, Dooku Captured. 19th place, Clone Cadets. In 18th, Bombad Jedi. In 17th place, Blue Shadow Virus. And I should say 18th, um, that's kind of where my episodes, or my ranking, that's kind of where it switches from being negative feeling to overall positive about the episodes. Number 16, Mystery of a Thousand Moons. Number 15, Lair of Grievous. Number 14, The Hidden Enemy. Number 13, Jedi Crash. Number 12, Defenders of Peace. Number 11, The Storm Malevolence. Number 10, Rookies. Number 9, Cat and Mouse. Number 8, Supply Lines. Number 7, Trespass. Number 6, Rising Malevolence. Number 5, Shadow of Malevolence. Number 4, Storm over Ryloth. Number 3, Innocence of Ryloth. Number 2, Liberty on Ryloth. And just like Eli, my number one episode was Ambush. You can't, you can't do better than Yoda. Yoda, Yoda stick, Yoda takes the cake. I don't know what it is about that episode. I just, I don't know. Ambush is like, again, we should, um, we named our episode, that episode with Meg Dowell. We named it We Love Ambush because that episode is just perfection. I think it's the perfect early Clone Wars episode. It's the perfect package. It's frankly like. It's it's compact Ambush is and it's so good. good. It's probably better than like a lot of episodes in subsequent seasons. That's how good it is. Yeah. So let's let's go through and analyze yeah. our list and see what were yeah. our biggest uh, uh, things that we agreed and disagreed on. Obviously, we agreed on a uh, ambush oh, quite a bit. I was surprised, I'm... considering I was I was expecting the Ryloth arc to be lower on your list, considering last episode how you talked about like it wasn't as good as I remembered. I figured some other things, especially Malevolence, was going to take over there, but I was wrong. Yeah, it wasn't as good, but I still loved it. I still yeah. I still, uh, I, I still had a very good time watching it and thought it was among the best, obviously. Yeah. It took my uh, two through four ranking spots. So let's address the elephant in the room, which is okay. Jacob's Clone Cadets at 19 and Lair of Grievous at 15. Where I have Clone Cadets at four and Lair of Grievous at three. Wow. Okay. So, which is crazy. Should we, let's, let's, should we talk about uh, Clone Cadets first? Yeah. Because I think that happens first chronologically, correct? Yeah, it does. Clone Cadets. So, yeah. Why do we disagree so much on this episode? What What makes you uh, like it so much? I love seeing the Clone Origin story. I think that like there there are quite a there are a couple of logistical problems in that episode, which is actually. If I went back and ranked it, I'd probably rank Trespass actually at number four and Clone Cadets at number five. But because um, there were a couple of logistical errors that kind of take that episode down a peg for me. But I love the Clone Origin story. I like how they all. I love how seeing how they all got their name. And I love the message. The message is so strong in that episode. The whole like the uh, teamwork makes the dream work. Like that whole thing. That vibes with me. I love that. Like I love that. It's, it feels very Star Wars to me. It feels very, you know, there are more of us uh, when we work together. We're stronger together. You know, all that sort of thing. Um, yeah, I've, I totally vibe with that. Yeah, I, I think... Um, why you don't as much. I didn't... 
I didn't dislike it. I just thought that there were I'm not no, not that there were better episodes necessarily was why it ended up there on my list. I would just say that I don't think it did anything super special. Yeah, overall um uh, there wasn't anything wrong with it. I just didn't really think it was that great. I don't really know what to say. Um the story was fine. It just felt a little bit uh no, I don't want to say boilerplate. It just felt a little too predictable. Okay, that's fair. And and a little um, bit too um yeah, not not to say it's unoriginal, just yeah. But then we get to my um my precious Lair of Grievous, and I'm very interested here. I'll quickly explain why I love that episode. That episode for me, I know I talked about when we were talking about Trespass, how much of a new tone that set for the Clone Wars. And I think Lair of the Lair of Grievous, I did a very bad job in that episode of saying this. I love the tone that episode sets quite a bit too. Um, it's completely new everything is completely new we go into Grievous's lair on a on a planet we've never seen before Vancor we see Kit Fisto we never heard Kit Fisto utter a word in Revenge of the Sith or Attack of the Clones and we get to see him not only speak but like be a badass almost defeat Grievous and I also love what it what it says about um you know like what it says about Nadar Veb who pays the price for being, you know, a little arrogant, a little too sure of himself. Uh, and yeah, there's so much, I think there's so much I like about uh, Grievous. Yeah, for me, the reason I put Lair of Grievous there, again, I didn't think it was bad so much as it wasn't all that good in my mind. And I just didn't enjoy it all that much. I think that um they had a lot of missed opportunities. Um, I don't think they should have killed off Nadar Veb quite as quickly and just felt as though the message and the uh the, the message and the and the kind of morality of the story they could have dug into that quite a bit more so i, I just think that there were some missed opportunities there to kind of go a little bit further and yeah it, it just left something to be desired for me um okay that's fair i have a hard time um, saying a ton we'll, of negative we'll switch things gears cause... yeah all right oh, yeah gears. sorry sorry what we'll, we, uh, we'll switch gears um, there's one more I want to talk about, which is an interesting reversal of the common rule. Uh, we've been talking about stuff I'm more positive on that Jacob's more negative on. So now I want to switch it. Let's okay. talk about Cat and Mouse. Number oh, nine yeah. on your miss list and number 20 on my list. Okay. Um, so I guess I'll go first this time because I liked it yeah. more than you did. I think that, again, it's a, it, it's a little bit like Ambush where I kind of like it because it's a very, um, kind of compact story um it, it's it's action oriented it's not too big it's not too sprawling but it, it's uh it, it pulls you in or pulled me in at least it's very exciting yeah it's just kind of to the point and compact and well-rounded it's it doesn't uh go off the rails and and it just um i really liked it i like the parallels to kind of cold war submarine movies of it and and the uh the i like the um the reference some of the references that they had so i don't know i just thought it was a fun kind of action oriented episode yeah. i mean really there's no secret to why I like jacob likes this episode so much more than me he's a vehicle space guy battles. and yeah, i'm space not battles. i love space battles They're my favorite <laughs> it, it it did it didn't land for me like you know i've it's ironic i've played squadrons jacob hasn't squadrons completely did not land with me but i'm betting you anything that if Jacob has played, if Jacob had played Squadrons, he'd be raving about it. 
I don't know. I've heard that that game is really hard, and I'm I'm not super good at a overwhelming difficulty difficulty video game experiences. You can turn the video. You can turn the difficulty down for the. Uh, yeah. For the, um, is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I. But yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else you want to discuss with the rankings? We really have a lot of the same things in the same places. Um, in the grand scheme of things. Jacob has the, the um uh the uh Ryloth episodes a little higher than I do and the malevolence episodes. I have episodes like Rookie is a little higher and Trespass a little higher than he does. But I'm actually kind of surprised how similar our lists are. Um in uh, again, in the large scheme of things, they're pretty similar. We'll post We'll post an image to Twitter and um, about about our rankings with this episode. Um, so yeah, uh, those are our rankings. Uh, then let's talk about our best episodes and our worst episodes for this. So uh, we already did a little bit of a rant about why Ambush is the best episode, uh, but you know, just in general, Ambush is that like it. Ambush, to me, shows why Yoda is the best. Like, even if he's losing his way a little bit because the Jedi are doing that during this war. It, it shows why Yoda can be around for 900 years and still have new advice to give to Jedi and to his contemporaries every single day. Because he's just that good. Uh, because he, he knows... He has a very instinctive sense with the Force on... And with just general emotion on how to read people and how to know what they need. Um, yeah. And that really strikes me about this episode. Okay, that's fair. Um, um, care to explain a little bit more about why you love Ambush so much? Yeah, uh, I just, um, yeah, again, like I said, it's kind of the perfect uh, one episode. It, it's a perfect standalone. That's what I mean. It's a perfect standalone episode, I think. It's perfect package. I love getting to see Yoda in action. I love getting to see the clones. I like the message. I like the way Yoda um I, I like the way it immediately sets out to kind of it immediately sets the tone for the series of how they're they're gonna they're gonna humanize the clones and how the creators really want to uh individualize them and make them make them unique and and interesting and give them all different stories and strengths and weaknesses. I absolutely love that. I think it makes uh, Clone Wars very interesting. So yeah, I, I would yeah. say that's why I like it. Okay, let's talk about our least favorite episodes. Um, they're two. Um, they're two different ones for us. Though I will say, J J number four on number twenty four on Jacob's list is number twenty three on mine, and number twenty four on my list is number twenty on Jacob's. So neither of us love either of these episodes, but uh, you want to talk about Downfall of a Droid or I'll talk about Dooku Captured? Um, you can talk about Dooku Captured first. Okay. Yeah, this episode... I don't know. It felt for me like this episode never really knew where it was going, if that made sense. Or even that it, had, it actually did know that it was going, but it didn't really know... This is what it is. This episode knew where it was going, sort of, but didn't really know how to get there. They had Dooku crash land on this moon where he was captured by Hondo's gang and was foolishly 
taken to, and it's just like and like Anakin go and Obi Wan go hunting after him, and they're now fighting Gundarks, and now Dooku's been captured somehow, and like it's just like you know it it starts to lose me after a little bit. I'm like, okay, there's no suspense here. We know Dooku survives to Revenge of the Sith, and we know Anakin and Obi Wan. Don't capture him because, you know, that's not going to work. And so all tension is lost. And like, also, Dooku's not captured for most of the episode. So you're just kind of waiting because you know the episode's called Dooku Captured for him to, I don't know, get captured. And so it's this weird phenomenon where it's just like... They're... They're playing with what you know and what you don't in ways that don't work with me. That's just me, though. Yeah, okay, that's fair. I yeah. think... Yeah, now my least favorite episode was Downfall of a Droid. I really didn't like this arc in general. It felt me kind either. of unnecessary to me. Um, they did create it earlier on in real-life chronology than the episodes around it, so I think it kind of sticks out in terms of the animation being a little, or quite, a, in, to me, quite a bit rougher. And the story, even, too. Yeah, the story, just everything rougher around the edges. Um, You know, it, it, it had its interesting moments as a story. But overall, and, and I did, one thing I really did like about it was the, uh, the, first, the first encounter between Ahsoka and Grievous. I thought that was really awesome. Or yeah. wasn't in Downfall of the Drivers, it was in that arc. But overall, this arc, I thought just... It was pretty lacking. Um, yeah. Here's the thing about this arc. Didn't have a lot. Like, that whole, like, like you know that guy, Gonnacht, who was the guy who captured R2? He had a really interesting grunge feel to that ship that I really appreciated. But other than that, this arc didn't really do much for me. Yeah, I will it say, felt like it was just reinforcing that Anakin is doing everything wrong, but he still ends up being right. And, and Oh, oh I know. feel like it enforced something completely different. I felt like... All those times Mark Hamill ranted about how important R2-D2 was, I feel like it was just that in an arc. They That's just true. Were like, I do agree. I do agree. That is, they're that just is like, they could true. never have gotten anywhere without R2-D2. And we're like, we know. We're Star Wars fans. We're been, we've been doing this for 42 years. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I will say, these two episodes, though they were not the best, um... The episode we did on them, I think, is one of our best. We did that with Nessa, and they were a great guest, and we enjoyed having them on so much. Um, and it was, it's our, I think it's currently our longest episode to date, and I think it earns every second. It also covers rookies, which Jacob and I like quite a bit more, but uh, yeah, that was a good episode. Um, let's go now to best and worst characters. Um, you Best want me to start? You want characters. to start? Uh, I, I, you can start. You can start. Um, I love, I think my, my, I think the best character in season one of the Clone Wars, this is going to be a, an interesting one, Anakin Skywalker. Going from a character that I, you know, this is right after Attack of the Clones. And Attack of the Clones Anakin for me is like, just so bad. There, I don't find any redeemable qualities that I can like about Attack of the Clones Anakin. Um, Revenge of the Sith, when he, what, Revenge of the Sith is a little better, but 
the Clone Wars Anakin, what Matt Lanter did with Anakin, is so incredible that he kind of redeemed the character a little bit in my eyes. And that really shows this season. Uh, Anakin feels incredibly consistent with him in the prequels without feel without having a lot of the flaws that he had in the prequels. Um, and uh, I, Floney and the writing crew did a great job of writing Anakin. Matt Lanter, again, did a really great job of voicing Anakin. And everything Anakin this season was actually pretty good, in my opinion. My favorite character, I have to say, was Ahsoka. Now, this may seem strange because season one Ahsoka, a lot of people don't like her that much. But I think that, I think she's my favorite character because she's the character that gets the uh, most improved trophy at the end of the season, you know? Um, she starts off pretty, uh, not pretty, she starts off a little whiny, but um, I don't, I don't I, that doesn't bug me as much as it bugs some people. But, you know, she has an attitude, she's whiny. She's, she's 14 uh, years old, for God's sake. 14, like, she's not the nicest person. In the middle of a war zone. What you- I think by the end of the season, she really grows a lot and starts coming into her own as a character. We see her start to mature. She starts to, um, and I'm not just saying that because she starts listening to Anakin. This isn't really about, like, a whole don't question my authority thing. But I think that, I, th- I think that the, the, the creators just did a great job of kind of having her mature a little bit and, and grow into the space that the show gives for her over the season. And I think you really see that the most, obviously, in the Ryloth arc. So yeah, I like Ahsoka because of how she kind of grows and, and matures during the season. We kind of see her character get more interesting and deep. Yeah. I my would least say the same favorite with Anakin, character. Honestly. Oh wait, I haven't done my least favorite yet. Okay, you, you do your least favorite yeah. first. Uh least favorite character. There was some Oh, oh, um R3S6. Get out of here. Is that Goldie? Yeah. Goldie. Get out of here. I hate you. I I uh I've never cursed so much in my <laughs> notes than when R3S6 was around. Get out of here. You're a separatist spy? An astromech separatist spy. Are we really doing this? Like, seriously? I'm not even gonna. Just like... Mm, no, please. Get out of here. What, what exactly was it that bugged you so much? Was it the... You don't like the idea of there being a separatist Yeah, astromech I think that idea is kind of like absurd. Emo- was it just... I think it, it was... It was so you're not saying that as an emotional response so much as a, this idea is just absurd. Is that what, is I that also, what you mean? I also, emotional response too, like, like, her, like, sabotaging Anakin, the sabotage, the Goldie sabotaging Anakin doesn't work for me. Um, like, that, those whole, the, those episodes were really goofy and they didn't make a lot of sense to me. Um... Yeah, I really hated Goldie. I, I'm glad we don't have to see any more of Goldie. My least Stitcher. favorite character was Tiwat Ka from the Jedi Crash Defenders of Peace arc. It wasn't that I disliked his philosophy. On uh, Quite the opposite. I thought that the idea of him just being radically pacifist and, and just really putting his foot down and refusing to get involved was a really interesting idea one that we hadn't really seen a ton in star wars at this point until and, and, the clone wars like did it 600 times but yeah yeah but 
I, I think that, um, yeah, again, I thought, yeah, like, I just thought it was a really interesting idea. I liked the way it bounced off Ahsoka and we kind of saw Ahsoka and Anakin grappling with it. And, and then uh, I almost said Luminara, uh, Ayla Sakura kind of trying to rein them in in the discourse and have a little more restraint. And I really like that aspect, but I thought this character felt really two-dimensional. They didn't go beyond that aspect of Tiwatka at all. And I'm not talking about like, oh, give him a whole backstory, give him a personality. I just thought that although the ideas that they introduced in terms of war, pacifism, picking sides, uh, like who started it, takes two to tangle, all these things, you don't ever see him get more nuanced in his ideas. He's always just kind of have, uh, sticking to the same line. And, and we don't really see that. There's no growth change at all i'm not looking for growth even just i i just wish that we could have like like seen him in turn kind of grapple with with encountering someone of a radically different philosophy like anakin or ahsoka or but instead in he just like way, into them. yeah in the same way that the jedi had to grapple with him i thought it would be really interesting just to see him grapple with the reality of the situation the same way the Jedi had to grapple with the reality that not everyone is going to bend to their will and, and give them what they want and step a come down and, to earth moment. Yeah. I wanted it to be a come. I wanted it to be like a, a moment of reckoning and a moment of having to kind of look in the mirror for both of them, but it didn't really end up being that for Tewat Ka. And I don't think it would have required a ton of heavy lifting from the story. I think even a couple minutes, a one extra scene really could have done something. So it's not a few so much lines. that he was a bad character. Yeah, a few lines. It's not so much that he was a bad character. I think he was a really good character. He was they just my least favorite because there was so much do anything. missed potential. So much stuff that they could have done, I think. Yeah. So, so that's kind of, yeah. Tiwatka, good, yeah, but do could it. have been way better. Life is okay. good, but it can be better. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Newest meme on the market there. That's, that's Pedro everyone's, Pascal doing Everyone's it. doing that on Twitter. I don't really... N it's no from shit. Wonder Woman 1984. I haven't even seen the movie, but, you know, everyone's yeah. doing it, so I thought I'd jump in. Uh, coolest new thing you noticed from the rewatch. It, uh, if you need a little time to think, I can tell you oh, mine. No, I got I mine off the top about. of the head. All right, you go oh, first. Oh, interesting. Um, mine is, uh, here's what I love. I love that the Clone Wars goes to new locations. But when it when you when it's time to nostalgia... It can nostalgia all it wants every day and every night. Here's what I mean. Ragosa and the Lerman uh, planet. I forget what the planet's called. And Vancor and, you know, uh, the Pantoran moon. Uh, or to Plutonia. And, uh, and uh, what's that other planet? Toydaria. And all these new planets they introduced seamlessly. And I love all of them. But we get to the Blue Shadow Virus arc, which is not an arc that I enjoy immensely. I like it. It's good. But when they have to Naboo uh, nostalgia, they can do that. And it feels so much more rewarding because you've been to all these new places. And then you get a glimpse of like what feels a little bit more like home. You know what I mean? That like familiarity. And you see the Queen of Naboo and you see the hangar that you know from Phantom Menace and... The nostalgia is earned. 
it, it is earned by going to all these new places. A little bit like Mandalorian now. The nostalgia is earned. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. That's the coolest new thing I noticed from the rewatch. So something I noticed from the rewatch that I thought was really cool was the episode Trespass. And I really noticed this episode because I, it didn't really strike me the first time watching it when I was younger. But now it really, really stands out to me as kind of a, an allegory on, a, on, on colonialism and uh, imperialism, just all the, uh, all the parallels, you know, the Orto-Plutonian guards, um, like uh, Chairman Cho's, Chairman Cho's uh, uniform and, and his guards' uniforms were basically, uh, basically stylized U.S. 18th or 19th century cavalry uniforms, for example. It really just felt like a, like it was drawing so many parallels to American uh, colonialism and the, the the sad history of uh, what happened in America with the Native Americans. So I, I really enjoyed that, and I was I was kind of taken aback almost by how uh, pointed it was, and I enjoyed I enjoyed that, and I was uh, I was kind of pleasantly surprised by by how willing they were to kind of. Not even, not even take a stance, but just uh, to go there, portray something, go there, uh, like say, hey, this we're obviously referencing this and making a point about it in Star Wars, and and we're using Star Wars to make a point about something real world, and we're basically yeah. saying, hey, this happened, like th- th- we can't like, but I think by making it. this episode Filoni and everyone were saying like, this happened, and we're trying to do something even if it's totally unrelated kind of reinforce and and, and the truth which is that this happened because oftentimes in in school and 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 popular culture it gets glossed over a lot especially like you know recently it's changing and i think that's great but yeah Yeah. i I just really enjoyed that do you understand sort of what i'm talking about absolutely yeah good press pass is a special episode i was i was going into it i'm like yeah this is gonna be an okay episode it blew me away. Jacob and I both have it in our top 10. Me a little higher because Jacob likes the arc episodes a little bit more. But we basically have it in the exact same place in our list. Uh, and actually, here's an interesting parallel that I didn't realize in the episode. And I'm not as big of a fan of this as I am of Star Wars. But this is Star Wars at, as it, at its most Star Trek. Which What's is up? something I never knew I needed. The, like, the new civilization, the colonization parallels feels very Star Trek to me. And it's something I, again, it's something I never knew I wanted. Uh, but it worked. It it worked. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Again, based on my very, very limited Star Trek <laughs> knowledge. Um, yeah. Uh, next, speaking of planets, favorite planet. Uh, let's see. Um, yeah, actually, I'll go with mine. Um, mine's not a planet, but mine's a moon, actually. Believe it or not. What um, is your Mili- Milius Prime. Oh, uh, Milius Prime. It's one of the moons of Iago, I think. Um, I did not know, like, I totally forgot about what happened on that moon. And, like, with the whole Jabo subplot and, like, those weird Venus flytrap plants that were, like, super carnivorous. Like, that was weird. I mean, I'm not sure if it worked or if it didn't, 
But like they went there, man. They went. They did. They did that. Um, and I cannot fault them at all. And I want to reward them for trying. Yeah, you know, out of work, but they tried. They did it. Yeah, something that uh, yeah, my um, my favorite planet is actually also a moon. It is the moon of Rugosa from Ambush. Oh yeah. I thought that the idea to have a, a drained sea filled with giant coral and and just the topography of that, the way it was kind of a mix of a, you know, it it, it reminded me a little bit of the Grand Canyon or the um the, the various national and state parks in Utah with the crazy canyons and the rocks, but then also having these giant corals of of and different formations and forests of skeletal like lifeless trees i don't know i just thought it was a really creative example of they went idea i think it's something that uh yeah i just love that in the animated shows they can kind of try out all these different ideas and um i don't i don't know exactly what the technical restraints and realities are with the mandalorian but i kind of i kind of am hoping that in more live action shows with these new technologies that disney and lucasfilm are using that we'll get to see more uh outrageous locales like like the coral forest in the future i mean the volume can't hurt i mean look this is what this is one of the things i learned from the disney gallery uh documentary for the mandalorian season two they only filmed one episode outside of the volume one and that was chapter 14 the tragedy um they filmed uh the uh they filmed tython in simi valley california yeah, I uh, thought that was in California. I was like, wow, looks yeah. like California. Uh, but other than that, they filmed everything in the volume. Every single thing. Every episode. Which is ridiculous, by the way. Um, so yeah, that's pretty crazy. It, and, and it's only getting better, and it's only getting better. Um, so I really think that a Rugosa-esque thing could happen in The Mandalorian, or any of the live-action shows that are coming to Disney+, Plus that are Star Wars-related in the future. Um, okay. Uh... Yeah, I think that's it for that. Um, we, should we get on to everyone's favorite part of the show, Jacob? Everyone's favorite part of the show. What <laughs> okay. you brought me today is worth one quarter portion. What you've brought me today is worth one quarter portion. What do we have? We have six degrees got- of Star Wars, right? And Star Wars opinions. For reasons we will say later, we're not doing one quarter portion next episode. For reasons we will say later. There is a reason, though. Um, it's it's related to an announcement we'll make at the end of the episode. For Six Degrees of Star Wars, it's the segment where we connect people in Star Wars to other people. Like the game Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon. Uh, you want to go first? Want me to go first? Uh, you, you go first. Uh, okay. Lead off. Lead the way. Uh, I got, this is a good one. This is a spicy one. I love this one. Um, Grief Karga. And Emmanuel Doza. Grief Karga and Emmanuel Doza. Emmanuel Doza is Captain Doza, correct? Yes. Uh, okay. Star Wars Resistance, because Resistance Love. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Grief Karga knows. Ooh, I think wait, there's this only is one tr- way out of this. This is tricky. Yeah, I don't know what the way out of this is. I'm... There, actually, there are two ways out of this. Never mind. Two ways. This is going to be pretty darn tricky, actually. I'm trying to think. I can't visualize it. Okay. I'll try something. Okay. Grief Karga knows Din Djarin, obviously. Yeah. 
Din Djarin has met Ahsoka. Yeah. Ahsoka has... Actually, oh man, we don't know that for sure. You were going to go with Luke, weren't you? No, I actually wasn't. I was going to go with Leia, but... Has she met no, Leia we in don't, the movie? We don't know we that. We don't know that. Dang, that's crazy. I feel Shoot, like, I just revealed something. I feel like they would have almost overlapped in Rebels, but... Th- think? Maybe not. Carefully. I don't know, man. I give up. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm actually stumped. I know it doesn't seem like that long, but I can't I can't think of one that doesn't. Well, try something for me. Din Djarin's met Luke Skywalker, hasn't he? Oh my gosh! Wow, I didn't even think of that route. Gosh, that one episode of The Mandalorian. He gives just, his kid to him for God's sake. That one episode of The Mandalorian upended this entire game so much. Okay, pretty Din much. Djarin, Grief Karga, Din Djarin, Luke Skywalker. That actually doesn't change things much because. Actually, wait. Luke Skywalker. I can't remember how the resistance really goes. That's the problem. That's the problem. Well, here's the thing. You don't really need to know how resistance goes. Here's my path, okay? Here's. What oh, I'm wait, wait, wait. I got it. I got it, actually. I got okay. it. We have the Luke Skywalker. Luke knows Leia. Leia has um, talked to uh, Kaz, who knows um doza doza there we go yeah i, I was thinking like because doza knows doza's good friends with yeager who's good friends with poe and also kaz is good friends with poe so you could do that um but yeah that was a hard one i'm sorry about hard. that that's okay Things no no that was a, um it two was of the that was interesting the, okay here we go next one for me let's do this go ahead first one Oh no, are you frozen, Jacob? No, I'm good. I'm oh. here. Can you... Oh, yeah, we're good. First one for me. Okay. Start off with, uh, I'm a gun die and Mon Mothma. Maybe that's too easy. I'm Mothma... Let's just try it. Oh, wait. This one's Mon Mothma, Bail Organa. And doesn't Organa connect with Gundai because he's given him the aid and supply lines. Oh yeah, I guess you're right. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that was too easy. Oh well. I was I was about to say wait. Yeah. Okay, next one for you. Here we go. Are you ready for this one? Two of the most famous Twi'leks in the Star Wars saga. Hera Syndulla and Bib Fortuna. Hera Syndulla and Bib Fortuna. Okay, you know, I think I can do this. Okay, so Harrison Dula. Oh, wait, I got it. Harrison Dula has met Lando Calrissian. Oh, no. Who was in. I think Jabba's he should probably Palace do it there. Because Tam tells with Screech Bib Fortuna. messes it up. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure they met. I'm That's borderline, sure. but like, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, I can count it because I'm sure they met at some okay. point. Okay. They were in that palace at the same time. They totally met. I'm I'm totally buying it. Okay, there we go. Um, next final one for me. Here we go. Kira and what my computer has autocorrected to Poe Cameron. So like, <laughs> can you connect Kira and Poe Cameron? <laughs> you gotta love autocorrect sometimes, people. Kira, Darth Maul. No, is Maul gonna be the way to go? Yeah. Kira, Maul, 
Kenobi, Luke, Poe. Okay, maybe Poe and Luke never interact, but, like, Poe sees Luke on crate. Can that count? Yeah, I think that can count. Okay. Yeah, that's that's what I'm going with. Kira, Maul, Obi-Wan, Luke, Poe. Or right. shoot, no, I figured out a I figured out a quicker path. Oh, what is it? I fi- Kira Han Finn Poe. Oh. Yeah, there you go. All or, right. No, wait. Kira Han Poe. Dakar. Yeah, okay. Before Han goes on to Starkiller Base, he and Poe talk. I'm sure. Kira Han Poe. Um, yeah. okay, here we go. Next is Star Wars opinions, where we ask our we where we ask each other Star Wars opinionated questions. Uh, you go first in this one. All right, this is a bit of a two parter. Okay. So first question: What was what is the best moment, or what is your favorite moment in your least favorite Star Wars movie? Okay. Um, I feel like we've done quite. I feel like I've asked question uh, a question similar to this in one of our previous episodes. But, um, my least favorite Star Wars movie is, um, and we'll both answer these, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, my least favorite Star Wars movie is Attack of the Clones. And, uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out, because I have a bunch of really great moments in that movie. Um, again, actually, no, sorry, my least favorite mo- Star Wars movie is Star Wars The Clone Wars. Never mind. No, 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 that doesn't count, that doesn't count. That doesn't count? Sorry, that doesn't count. Attack that of the Clones, count. then. Okay, Attack of the Clones then. Um, I would say Yoda's duel with Dooku is truly epic. And I love that duel. There's Good so choice. much I love about that duel. That is an awesome duel, man. Yoda is just flipping yeah. off the walls. Do we ever get Yoda, an explanation for why Yoda walks around with a cane, but he can still do that? It's to it's to feign weakness. So it's really so he's really like faking it? Wow. Yeah, he's That's faking crazy. it. He could totally walk around just fine. I read this somewhere. You could totally walk around just fine, but but he likes people thinking he's weak. Um, wow. Yeah. I always thought that, or my headcanon, I didn't know that. So my headcanon was that he needed to use the force to aid himself to be able to move like that. But he thought that it was, he wanted to show humility by not using the force all the time for just personal convenience. So he used the cane instead. But that is a that is an interesting idea that you wanted to feign weakness. Judge I'm pretty sure that's size, canon. Do you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's canon though. But we'll we'll look sure, into it. Yeah. Okay. What's your first okay. question for me? Or no, should, should I answer? Should sure you should answer? What's your favorite mm-hmm. moment in the Last Jedi? My favorite. You already know. My favorite moment. In the I Last already Jedi, know. I, think I mean, there's so many of them. In the but, Last you know. Jedi is when uh. And you cannot say the credits. I'm not, I, I know. I'm tempted to say the credits, but I won't. I'll find something I like. Um. I think I like the moment when Ray lifts all the rock, like when we see her yeah, lifting all the rocks. That's a great um, moment. I, I don't know. I think the, the light, the way the light shines through is great. I like um the way everyone's kind of looking at the rocks and everyone's pretty bewildered. I, I think, yeah, I don't know. I'm not a huge that, fan of Ray's character in that movie, but uh, yeah, I think that's a pretty cool moment. Great moment. Okay. My first question for you. So I've been watching trivia, watching a lot of the Star Wars movies re- lately, and there are moments, even though I'm supposed to be writing down trivia, where I cannot help but just pump my fist. I'm like, no matter when I see them, I'm like, yeah, you go, let's do this. Um, so I want to ask what your fist pumping Star Wars moment is. 
what is my fist pumping Star Wars moment? Man, that is a good uh, that is a good question. I think it's I think it's Attack of the Clones when the clones come in, when all the Jedi are surrounded, then all the clone gunships come down all of a sudden. That is just for me. That's absolutely a, a fantastic moment. Or in the Force Awakens, when uh when when Finn and Han and the the others get freed after they get taken prisoner on Takadana and then the um the X Wings come the in. Resistance comes. Yeah, yeah. That's a good moment. But overall, yeah, yeah. I think um yeah. the Attack of the Clones moment is my favorite fist pumping moment. What's your favorite fist pumping moment? I have I have a tie of three of them, I'd say. Um number one is Return of the Jedi. You failed, your highness. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Yeah, you are! Let's go, Luke! Let's do this! I, I remember physically saying that. The other two are from The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, number one is, um, my friends, I thought we could do this, I'm sorry, but there are too many of them. But there are more of us, Poe. There are more of us. And then all the ships come out. And then finally, my third one, this probably is the most controversial of the, the three, End of Rise of Skywalker. There's been no one here for so long. Who are you? I'm Rey. Rey who? Rey Skywalker. I remember I was I was watching that moment and I'm like I I'm I was feeling very tired, but I'm like, yes, you say that. You go. You go. You get the blessing from Luke and Leia as Force Ghosts. You go. Those are my three. I'd say of the three of them, probably my favorite one of all three of them is. Uh, I am a Jedi, but the Ray Skywalker is pretty close. Yeah. Um, so my second question, your opinions. Okay, my yeah. follow up to the first one is, what is the, what do you think is the worst or cringiest moment in your favorite Star Wars movie? So okay. it's the opposite of the first. Yeah, it's hard. I love Return of the Jedi in so many ways. I love that movie. Like again. Trivia watching that movie. That movie is so great. So incredibly great. Um, I would say, and of course this is an, an example of aging very, very badly. Putting Leia in that bikini is just terrible. I wish they, I really wish they hadn't done that. Um, it's hard to watch for me. It's really hard for me to see Leia, who is this strong character among above everything else being made to look weak like that it was it's it's a little painful for me to watch okay i understand that um for me what's your least favorite moment from empire favorite moment from empire you yeah see you know you know (laughs) i know strikes back yeah um i think this is kind of a a phone in it like i mean there is an obvious answer um the kiss the kiss like oh Jesus. ah why why yeah. i literally they're, typed they're again as i was Come on. as i was trivia watching that movie i typed in my notes i was just looking at the other day um luke and leia kiss parentheses i know right <laughs> yeah and i mean i'm gonna pick something else just because that moment is yeah, so that, low, such that, low-hanging fruit yeah i have to it's, say it's obvious Mine also involves like I have to say the moment when Leia and Han are in the closet of the Money Falcon and they're fixing it, and then Han kind of comes up behind Leia and wraps his arms around her, and she's like, "Don't touch me." He's like, "Why not, Your Highness?" You know, it that doesn't age well, and I think, no. um, yeah, that doesn't. A lot age of well. the it's a little a creepy. lot of the moments with the original trilogy 
that are bad even are moments prequel, that have not aged well. Even the prequel trilogy are just moments where, like, boundaries. Like, I think it's mainly yeah. Han and Anakin. They need to learn some boundaries. Luckily, Star Wars has never been that much about romance, so it never, like... That's why I it's love. never too. It's it never gets too creepy. They always kind of pull back just because there's and so much. Action. It never gets too much. Like it happens for like a half a minute, and then you're on to something else. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, Definitely. um, yeah. Okay, my second question. Um, this is a question I asked to the great women over at Force Toast a long time ago. Um, and it's also about favorite Star Wars movies. What was the moment? When you watched Empire Strikes Back for the first time, I'll do this for Return of the Jedi. What was the moment when you knew that was your favorite Star Wars movie? Like, what was the moment you just knew? The moment when I knew it was my favorite Star Wars movie. And that's a tough one for me, because my favorite Star Wars movie, The Empire Strikes Back, it's not so much one moment as the way it all fits together and just the collection of moments. But honestly, if I had to pick one, Gosh, this is tricky. I think it would be the moment when Luke is on Dagobah and, and he chops off the imaginary Darth Vader's helmet and it's his face peeking out from behind the helmet. I think that's yeah. such a cool moment. And yeah, when the first time I saw that, it kind of made my jaw drop. Yeah. I, I just think it encapsulates so much of the movie of like Luke being being in danger and trying to trying to figure out how to navigate this new world with the force and the, the light side the dark side and the jedi and the sith so i really love it yeah okay so mine is a weird scene this scene never gets talked about in return of the jedi which is a shame because it's an uh, incredible scene the briefing scene with um with mothma and akbar and all those people and then when han assembles his crew that is those moments are priceless to me um uh well i gotta uh i gotta i got my team ready i just need a crew for the command shuttle um and then she roars his approval and han goes uh i didn't want to say anything for you pal it's uh, and then leia says general i'm with uh general i'm with you and then this is one of my favorite moments we hear a voice from the hallway I'm with you too, and it's Luke. Man, yeah, and you're we right. Feel that team coming together, and then um, my favorite moment to cap it all off. When you need him, he's there, and he's there. C3PO is there, <laughs> um, and this is maybe the moment to cap it all off that is just so perfect. Exciting is hardly the word I would choose R2, <laughs> and it just fits together. I'm and, and I'm like. I can feel something good coming together. I can feel something really... Like, the movie up to that point was very good. This is something truly great. That's the moment that, for me, Return of the Jedi becomes, like, the best Star Wars Yeah, movie. it's kind of a heartwarming moment, because, you know... Yeah. It, it, it's like everyone's it, been split up, and now the characters that have kind of been... Yeah. been together for the last two movies get reunited. It's it's yeah. a reuniting It, it happens with The Rise of Skywalker, too. I don't think they do it quite as well in The Rise of Skywalker, but I don't think anything can match the pricelessness of Return of the Jedi. Yeah, um, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Uh, okay, I think that's going to be it for this episode, and now we're going to uh, discuss the reason why we're not doing uh, Star Wars opinions next week, rather this week. Next week, well, first of all, that's it for season four of Star Wars in the Galaxy. Um, we did it. 
Season five is going to begin in two weeks. We're going to have a special episode next week. This special episode is something that I've been waiting to announce, that Jacob's been waiting to announce, that we've been waiting to announce this in Galaxy for a long, long time. We're going to do a special episode. First of all, um, the content of the special episode is called Why Star Wars is Star Wars. It's a new special episode type we're putting out where we're going to be discussing what are the things that make Star Wars good. What are the things that, why do we keep coming back to it, the specific things? Um, we did kind of a backdoor pilot for that episode with our music episode a couple months back, and the reception for that episode was amazing, so we decided, hey, we should just make an entire series out of this. We're going to be doing that for locations next week. We're going to be talking about what makes a good location, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite Star Wars locations, planets, moons, all of that kind of stuff, but we're not going to be doing it alone. No, no. I can't believe I'm announcing this. Brian, Emma, and Mark of the amazing Star Wars podcast, um, actually, I guess you'd call it, like, after show, like, late night Star Wars show, Pink Milk After Dark, are going to be joining us. We love listening to their stuff. I've been on a lot of their streams. They're three great people, and we cannot wait to have them on Star Wars in a Galaxy. Uh, so that is going to be coming to you next week. Um, again, I cannot believe I get to make this announcement, but it's so cool. That's our first guest spot of 2021. Uh, yeah. Anything I missed, Jacob? Uh, no. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, uh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, I'm so excited. Um, and then we're gonna be starting season five of Star Wars in the Galaxy the week after, which is gonna be covering season two of Star Wars The Clone Wars, and we're gonna be starting with the episodes holocron heist cargo of doom and children of the force um so yeah jacob i guess that's it on season four we had some really great moments we had some awesome guests on in november um and i only hope season five is gonna be just as good um but yeah that's i think it um, anything more to say before we sign off no uh thank you so much for listening if you've listened okay, this far yeah. oh um wait actually also i forgot to do this um, listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts, we'll be there. Um, subscribe to us on YouTube, Star Wars in a Galaxy. Follow us on Twitter at In a Galaxy Pod. Um, follow me on Twitter at OGFan327. Leave a rating and review, it really helps us. Um, and yeah, until next time, may the Force be with you. Always. <laughs>